Welcome to the Science of Parenting podcast, where we connect you with research-based information that fits your family. I'm Lori Cordles, parent of three in two different life stages. Two are launched and one is still in high school. And I'm a parenting educator. And I'm Mackenzie Johnson, parent of two littles with their own quirks. And I'm a parenting educator. Today, we'll talk about the realities of raising a family and how research can help guide our parenting decisions. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We're in episode two of season nine, talking all about regulation here, right? We are. And last week, we talked about what regulation was. Mm -hmm. We looked at how it impacts our thoughts and our emotions, our children's behaviors. Actually, I should rephrase that. We talked about how it impacts our children's thoughts, emotions, behaviors, because this week we're talking about how it impacts our thoughts, emotions, behaviors, and how do we regulate ourselves? Yes. And this whole idea of like, I'm the adult in this interaction with this child. Yes. I guess I I, gotta regulate. (laughs) I must be the adulting adult in this relationship. Sometimes I need an adultier one. Yes. (laughs) Right? In an interaction. But yeah, so like, okay, parent child relationship, regulation. We talked about understanding what regulation is and how to teach it. Mm -hmm. And this week we gotta talk about it. For ourselves. For ourselves. So we can do it. We can. We can. And we're looking at it through um, this handbook of parenting. It's really an awesome tool chest um, Mm -hmm. created and edited by Mark Bornstein. And we just have been utilizing it as a way to really sift through the research so that you can apply it to your reality. Yes. I love this book. It's such a good like summary of current research on a very like honed in topic. And so, yeah. Dr. Wendy Grolnick and colleagues talking about regulation. And I love it. It's awesome. Awesome. So this was mentioned. um, What we're going to do is talk about this whole idea of self-regulation. And it was mentioned in the context of infants. But we're actually going to expand this idea to all children because we really think that it does apply to all children. And the idea is that one common situation faced by parents is this need to regulate our own emotions, our own emotions when our child is, you know, having the throwdown, as Barb Dunswanson calls it, or our child is distressed and our emotions are immediately coming into play and how we help the child self-regulate really has to start with how we self-regulate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's unfair, honestly, (laughs) is the word that comes to mind, that this is a pretty specific, um, it's a pretty specific situation for parents. Mm -hmm. Like when I'm interacting with another adult and my emotions or my behavior or what, like my attitude and my thoughts start to like struggle, I get dysregulated, right? Uh, I usually just have to worry about me, but when I'm a parent, I'm all dysregulated and overwhelmed or tired or frustrated or whatever. 
And I'm experiencing that while I'm trying to regulate another human being, like mm-hmm. trying to co-regulate or trying to help them get regulated. Yes. And that is wildly unfair, can I just say? Yeah. <laughs> severe disadvantage. It is a severe disadvantage <laughs> because you're trying to regulate two people, yeah. not just one. Yeah. And the other person, the other person is a little human being, you know, Ugh, and they're, they just don't know yet. <laughs> they're just brain. Even if they're, you know, 15 or 16, their brain just isn't done developing. And so... Mm-hmm. Yes, in the whole world, in the scheme of things, parenting and co-regulation and self-regulation, it's not fair because you have to learn how to do it for both people at the same time. Right. And so this idea of co-regulating, mm-hmm. uh, doing, yeah, regulating them while we get regulated. When is that hardest for you as a parent? That idea of like, I got to get mine figured out while I'm helping them get theirs figured out. Oh, yes. So I... So I think of two things specifically. So so if I were to say a behavior that is super mm. hard on me when it comes to needing to self-regulate myself first, that would be like whining. Mm. I, you know, my ability to regulate myself goes down drastically <laughs> if the child is whining. Like I can handle, you know, hitting, kicking, all that kind of thing, mm-hmm. but it's the whining that suddenly my defenses are low, my tolerance bucket <laughs> is empty. Yeah. <sighs> you know, and then I guess the other thing is I especially when my children were younger, um in uh, so I did some work at home before there was this work at home <laughs> stuff, right? Yeah. And so if I was working at home Mm. on the clock and then my children were whining i mean that was like a double whammy yeah total double whammy you know so given the context of what was it that i was doing well i was trying to complete my professional job and then bring in the whining child like (laughs) self-regulation out the window Mm. gone she gone gone Gone. (laughs) yeah how about you oh mine when i was like, okay, what, what, no, it's not what is hardest or when, it's where. Where, oh yes, there you go. Where it's hardest for me, mm-hmm. in the car. Oh, <laughs> in the car. You're so stuck. I you can't s- escape. Yes, and I honestly hadn't even connected those dots. When we were talking through this and you and Barbara were like, well, yeah, you can't get, like, you're in the car. You can't just, like, walk away. Yes. I'm stuck, <laughs> literally in a seatbelt. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, Yeah. So in the car and there's something about the like split attention, which is kind of what mm-hmm. you're talking about with like work and whining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they're whining in the backseat, if my children are like fighting, if they're honestly, even if they're just crying because they're thirsty, like <laughs> which happens. Yeah. How has that always happened? <laughs> um, but it's just like, stop, 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 please stop. I need you to stop. <laughs> yes. They're the idea of like, getting myself regulated even if i'm not the driver i mean especially if i'm the driver but even if i'm the like front passenger yes i just needed to stop all of it and so getting me like calmed and regulated enough yes. to like help them and i also can't physically like hold them no right i lose some of the strategies i would normally lean into oh yes i hadn't thought of that till right now but yes so in the car it's really hard for me to do the co-regulation and yes especially i mean even if it's not you know co-regulating together it's hard for me to just regulate me even Mm -hmm. yeah and And the sound when you 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 made that you made that sound where you went 
And I immediately I was like, oh, that's right. Barb's head. You know, it's like having to put your mask on first yes. in the airplane. So then before you can help others. Yeah. That was exactly that was exactly what you just did. Like, I yes. don't know how to even put my mask on in the car so that I can help my children. Right. Yes. yes. And they're. Ah. Yeah, out the window, out like the, window. the physical car window is gone. Yeah. <laughs> like it gone with the wind. That yes. self regulation. The but and, and it's not. I I have strategies I can tap into. Put that in my mind. I have strategies. But I you're can tap right. Into. You just got you just got you know a good a good drawer full of strategies taken away because you have yeah. to stay in your seatbelt. They have to stay in their car yeah. seats. Oh my gosh, you guys! I'm unpacking a lot today. <laughs> <laughs> A lot right, is so happening for me. Here's another piece of research. <laughs> another piece of research basically tells us that our emotional regulation is influenced by our child's child's the, the words, <laughs> our child's development in terms of how do they learn to regulate? How mm -hmm. do they learn to regulate? They're watching us. Yeah. How do they learn to regulate? They're interacting with us. How do they learn to regulate? They're in this environment and they're feeling the environment. Okay, so again, we go back to that idea of we, the parent, we're in charge of two people's regulation because mm -hmm. the child is watching us. We influence them. Yeah. We raise our voice, they raise theirs. Mm -hmm. um, they're watching how we behave. We, you know kick the foot of the couch, they kick the foot of the couch, right? <laughs> yes. uh, we drop that four-letter word, they drop that four-letter <laughs> word. And so our regulation is being observed. We are modeling regulation. They are mirroring our regulation. Mm -hmm. And so, again, like you said, it's totally unfair because if I want to teach them, oof, I got I to gotta do it first. Yes. So I want, if I want to teach them to be calm, cool, and collected, when I say no, ooh, I have to be calm, cool, and collected when someone tells me no. When they tell me no, yes. I forbid. Yes. No. <laughs> like, yes. I cannot lose my cool when my child says oh. no. <laughs> because I'm supposed to tell them and model them, but I tell them no. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I am uh, I'm lost in my own bubble for a second because uh, I'm thinking about wasn't last night within the last week the <laughs> the squabbling you know my kids are like picking at each other about something and they start yelling you oh, know yes. they yank the toy from opposite directions kind of or whatever it is and they're like me yelling stop yelling you know like <laughs> stop yelling stop yelling stop yelling <laughs> and i'm like oh the modeling the modeling the modeling yes. oh, <laughs> that's the all right modeling. it's not about perfection right that's um, right <laughs> not <laughs> about perfection because none of us would be getting it <laughs> but but yeah that we affect our kids even when you know sometimes we're actively like we're being proactive about teaching mm -hmm. them how to regulate but even when we're not consciously teaching that modeling, right? We, that RPM three from Absolutely. season four of, right? Season four. I think so. <laughs> um, that was one of the M's is yeah. modeling because intentional or not, they're picking up on that from us. They are. Yes. Um, and it's a big part, especially emotion regulation. Mm -hmm. You can't couch, you yell, stop yelling. <laughs> yeah. It all comes through. It does. So the other, you know, that's like, I, I told Lori, I'm like, what you say is part two, right? Research <laughs> yes. tidbit number two is the modeling portion. I have research tidbit two and a half. 
Um, and that's Patterson tells us, which is um, Goldsnick is the one who's citing Patterson for us. Um, a child's dysregulated behavior can be increased and maybe even reinforced by maladaptive parenting. So, AKA maladaptive, mm-hmm. maladaptive, right? Terminology. Um, in other words, we need to be regulated so that we can practice those mm-hmm. positive discipline strategies we looked at last season. Mm-hmm. And we talked about last season when we were talking about positive discipline that it takes a lot of effort. Absolutely. That must be what effortful means, Lori. <laughs> effortful control. Effortful yes. control. We talked about that last episode. But effortful. It takes a lot of effort to practice positive discipline. And it does. When we're not regulated, it's so it's hard to do regulated sometimes. But yes, when we're not regulated, we can be accidentally reinforcing behavior we don't like. Absolutely. Um, you know, and so I thought that was an interesting of like the modeling we do mm-hmm. is one way we teach. But even just the idea of accidentally reinforcing mm-hmm. because we weren't. I mean, yes. conscious enough almost. Like yes. Being we are caught off guard aware. and yes. Yeah. And so, yeah, it can. It can accidentally reinforce. And we talked about that, like, behavior reaction cycle. And there's one season. What season was it? Where, like, in our intro, every episode we talked about, it's bi-directional. Oh, yes. Remember? Which yeah, I, I don't know. That's that's our producer's job to right? tell Come us. Right? Come on, Karen. <laughs> right? Yeah. She'll tell us. I don't know. She'll tell us. <laughs> but, you know, that we talked about parenting's bidirectional and that I affect my kids and my mm-hmm. kids affect me. Yes. Um, And so we know there's just a lot that comes into this idea of regulating our own behavior as parents. Uh, there's a lot of context. There's a lot of requirements. There's a lot mm-hmm. of pressure and you know what sometimes there's a lot of people right Depending oh my on goodness two children yes. feels like a lot of people it does in charge of <laughs> the regulation <laughs> oh. what did i say last time all my children i was like yeah oh, I, all of them. I only have three <laughs> you know it, I, don't, it, I don't know sometimes it feels like a lot <laughs> it's not a gaggle yeah oh <laughs> uh, so in thinking and keeping with this theme of okay i'm the adult here right i'm the parent so i've got to find ways to think about getting regulated We want to talk a little bit about being regulated or dysregulated across those different ways, Mm -hmm. right? We talked about behavior regulation, emotion regulation, and thought regulation or attitude and cognition being the formal term. And so we want to give some examples of what it looks like to regulate or not um, regulate those things. Okay. So, um, oh, well you start, you start. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I I would say I like to do the behavior one. Okay. Um, You did. I feel like that one's, it's tangible, right? That one's tangible. Um, and so I can, I would say that regulating behavior or being dysregulated and our parenting behaviors could include things like harsh words or kind words. Mm-hmm. When we're regulated, we can regulate again. That means like to alter based on the context, based on the situation. Right. And so using kind words or harsh words can be affected by our regulation. Um, another one is what type of discipline we choose. Do we try to do, do we use something like physical punishment, uh, versus teaching kids what we want them to do, Mm, right? That takes a very conscious Mm -hmm. flip. We have to be regulated to, that takes a lot of upstairs brain. Yes. Right. Yes. (laughs) Um, and then another, what? Season one. Season one. Yeah. (laughs) We're giving all kinds of references today. All kinds of throwbacks. Um, But then, uh, you know, another one that I thought of in terms of things that we do when it comes to regulation is even just tapping out to another adult. Mm, Absolutely. When when we're dysregulated, you know, that could be a strategy for us. But 
just recognizing when I choose to do that, that can be me choosing to alter my behavior, mm-hmm. me choosing to be in c- control of my behavior rather than letting it get out of my control. Yes. So what about a few more examples in another area? Okay. So those were all behavior. So mm-hmm. really legitimately things that you could see or hear yourself as a parent do. Yeah to create regulation. Um, okay. So I will do cognition or thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked how you said, you know, it could also be your attitude. So yeah, to self-regulate, to keep myself regulated as I'm thinking about modeling these to my children. Um, I think, uh, the first thing that really comes to mind for me is, um, this idea that I want to reframe. I want to reframe in terms of, wow, um, you are feeling very angry right now. Um, I can tell that you are having this really big emotion Mm -hmm. versus me saying, you know, stop yelling, (laughs) right? Okay. (laughs) Okay, right? So I'm reframing this idea of you have this big emotion. Um, stop being naughty. We sometimes hear that mm, word naughty, yeah. right? So th- throw that word out and reframe it and say, you know, wow, I can really tell that you are frustrated right now because mm-hmm. you know you're you, you're using your hurting hands. Yes. Um, and I heard you, the phrase, "You're a good person having a hard time." Yes. Instead of you're naughty. I heard that one the other day. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're a good person having a hard time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, you could say something reframing. I don't like it when your hands hurt other people. Yeah. Right. I still think you're a great kid. I, I mm-hmm. you know, you have some awesome talents and abilities, but right mm-hmm. now your hands are hurting other people. So the idea yes. of reframing. Um, and then again, I'm really big into that whole developmental mindset of mm. what skills do they actually have? And what are my expectations, right? So, yeah. so that developmentally, am I expecting something of them that they actually can do? So I have to self-regulate my thinking by saying, wow, is it really an expectation? Should I actually think that my one-year-old can share? Mm. Um, no. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I need to regulate myself from, you know, whatever, whatever kind of thing I was going to do, pull the toy away, whatever, and just say, whoa, you know what, Lori, developmentally, they're Mm -hmm. just one, you know, the whole idea of sharing, that's a big person, um, you know, that's a big person thing that needs to happen. Yes. And that's you aligning Mm -hmm. your mindset, your attitude, your cognition with the situation, which is, I have a one-year-old. Exactly. I have a one-year-old. Um, and then honestly, I think that I, again, my intensity level is less intense when it comes to temperament. Mm-hmm. And so there was a lot Season of- three. <laughs> there you go. Nice. There was a lot of children's behaviors that I could ignore because yeah. my temperament mm-hmm. um, wasn't as, it didn't run as hot. It doesn't mm-hmm. run as hot. Yeah. <laughs> and so ignoring- is a way that I completely use all the time to regulate my thinking. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to ignore it. They're trying to get my attention. I'm not going to give them attention for negative behavior. I choose mm-hmm. to align and ignore this behavior. Yes. And that, that honestly, I do attribute that to my less intense temperament. I can, yeah. I can ignore bad behavior like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> Oh, yes. And so those are ways you are. You're 
like aligning your thought process or your mindset or your attitude. Like I'm going to align it to what's appropriate for the situation. Like Mm -hmm. you're in control of it rather than it's dysregulated and it's in control. Exactly. Yeah. And I I should, I should, I should say, I, I can ignore those annoying behaviors. Ah, yeah. Right. I, the annoying ones, Mm -hmm. not. And there's a difference, you know, as parents, I mean, honestly, our values kind of decide this like Barb said last week, but that what is annoying versus what needs to be addressed. Exactly. But that ignoring can be a helpful strategy. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. But it can take right cognitive like i am ignoring this i am ignoring, ignoring this i'm ignoring this i'm smiling my chest my 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 throat chin you know jaw and shoulders yeah. are all relaxed uh. i'm i'm ignoring <laughs> yeah. okay third category all right that leaves emotional regulation and so i actually just wanted to give a few examples of what that looks like with different kinds of emotions mm, yes. so i think we tend to think of some of the negative ones but we want to start with some positive ones um you know we talk about excitement as a parent, sometimes it's like, okay, don't look at them. They're doing it. Don't look, don't look, don't look. <laughs> right. Um, I, I even think like one of the first times my kids, my kids were pretty shy. And so venturing out to like play with another kid on their own, it was like, mm-hmm. they're doing it. They're doing it. Okay. Yeah. Need sh- to play it sh- cool. Yeah. Play it cool. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, but that is me regulating emotion. Mm-hmm. The context, if I want to support this behavior, I need to regulate that. Yes. Um, I also think of even like pride, like sometimes we're so proud of our kids and sometimes we need to almost delay expressing that. I think like with teens or, um, you know, our older kids who maybe might feel like a little more embarrassed of something like that, you might be like, okay, I'm going to tell them later. I'm not going to, you know, right. I'm not going to make a big fuss about it. Yes. (laughs) I think of like, uh, the yelling at graduation. Oh, yes. Some of my siblings would have been horrified if we had done that to them. Yes. And, but different ones we could. But mm-hmm. anyway. And then, you know, there is things like anger. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes I am so mad in this moment and I need to choose to, you know, whether that's just delay it or find a way to suppress it. Um, you know, but figuring out what does it mean? How do we need to align that with the situation? Exactly. Um, and the other emotion that I thought of in parenting was fear. Oh, yes. You know, I think, you know, a lot of us are like my a mom's worst nightmare, a dad's worst nightmare, mm-hmm. you know, of something scary happening to their kids. And, uh, you know, how do we regulate that? So if our kids mm-hmm. make a choice that feels super unsafe, yes. sometimes our fear, the emotion of fear is what's dysregulated when we react so huge because we're terrified of what could have happened. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, You know, but so there's different ways that we regulate emotion sometimes, right? Sometimes we delay it. Sometimes we suppress it. um, You know, and sometimes we need to like, okay, I need to feel something, right? I need to to respond a little bit. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, So it can be different, but there's all kinds of different ways, right? So when we're talking about this regulation as parents, right? Behavior, cognition and um emotion lots of different ways to do it and it makes me again go back to the title i'm the adult here i'm the adult here i'm the adult here kind of rude that that happened to me somehow but yeah (laughs) but i have to be the adult here Mm, yes (laughs) oh yeah all right well what are some strategies that we could Mm -hmm. use when it comes to these yes and so all those different kinds of regulation and there's actually one strategy in the literature across all kinds of literature not just parenting um that really fits into this idea of regulation and that is mindfulness 
right mindfulness uh, so we okay. can use that as a strategy to self-regulate you know um there's different definitions based on what you're looking at, but it's basically like the awareness of yourself. This can mm. be like physically, emotionally. Um, it can be an awareness of yourself or of other people, mm -hmm. right? Um, it can even just be about being present, right? Mentally present. Um, and so there is research actually back in the 90s that says that mindfulness can improve the relationship that we have with our kids. When oh, wow. parents practice mindfulness, it can improve our relationship. And so, yeah, this idea of being mindful of our behavior, of our attitude, right? Of our thoughts, mm -hmm. of our emotions. Oh, I mm -hmm. love that. Mm -hmm. So when I think of, yeah, when I think of mindfulness, it used to be kind of scary because I thought, oh, I, I don't know. Like I'm not, I'm not very good at meditating. Mm, yeah. Or, like the formal practice. Right. Of, yes. Yeah. And so, and then I had to kind of relearn that that's not what it really means. What it means, yeah, that's not what it means. yes, is you just, you know, came back into recognizing where you're at this very moment. So mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I can get totally lost in thought um, and not hear anything <laughs> around me. Yes. At times, <laughs> um, especially in the middle of a really long story. Um, that oh. a child may be telling me and I might start thinking about dinner or the email or mm -hmm. right. And so the act of simply recognizing, oof, I'm thinking about dinner and she just told me something about her friend, Sally. And now I'm going to ask to ask her, what, what was that? Yeah. You know, just that, that act of recognizing I was missing for a second and mm -hmm. coming back to it. That's mindfulness. Yes. That's, that's mindfulness. That simple. It can be that simple. Yes. One that I've been kind of proactively working on is being more, you know, people say like, save her every moment. Okay. I don't save her every moment, but I, <laughs> one that I've been, <laughs> not all of them, yeah. not in the car, <laughs> not <in> the car. <laughs> um, but one that I have been trying to be more, I think I like the term like mindfully aware. Mm, rather yes. than like mindfulness. I don't know. Yes. Um, I do practice meditation from time to time to kind of clear my head, but for my parenting, it's more about like, I'm going to be present in this moment. And, uh, sometimes it's even as simple as like, what are the sensory experiences I'm having? Oh, so like yeah. mine has been like snuggling my kids at bedtime. Mm -hmm. So like, and it's not every day, it's not all the time, but like my son still wants to sit in the chair with me. So I'm thinking about like, He's warm. There's a little drool on my shoulder, probably, if I'm honest. Um, but it's warm. It's the pressure and like the sweet stuff. Their head just fits so good on your like it shoulder. Does. Um, and even like laying with my daughter as like when she gets ready for bed, maybe I like smell the conditioner in her hair. Mm -hmm. And but so I've just been working on, even if it's just for five seconds, I'm really working on these moments won't last forever. These right. are the kinds of moments I can't, I won't savor all of them. I can't yes. savor all of them. Yes. But like, this is one where I can be mindfully present of like, Oh, this is sweet oh. when we do this. Yes. And that, that. that's simple. Yes. Aware. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, Aware. Exactly. And it's what it's cognitive. Mm -hmm. It's what I'm choosing to give my attention to. Yes. To what I'm choosing to give my attention to. So that's just a simple strategy of because we're the adult here. We got to find ways mm -hmm. to regulate our thoughts. And I love the ideas you gave around cognition because I do think that one's sometimes hard to understand. Yes. And those are really, those are really good examples. So oh. um, I'm excited. We can practice some mindfulness this week.
We can, we can. So this season, we are talking about regulation. We've shared that with you. But what we're going to also do this season is bring our writer, Barbara Swanson, in because she kind of has, I love what Mackenzie said last week, a, a sweet spot for yeah. regulation. And so uh, we just invite Barb back in this week during our Stop, Breathe, Talk time to share a little bit with you all who are listening or watching about us, the adult, having to regulate. We're the adult here. Yeah. <laughs> Still. Still. And what's good about that is what we always put first and foremost when we start with the science of parenting is parents are the first educators of their children. Mm -hmm. Right? And as that first educator, then they take on that enormous responsibility of getting regulated first. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I'm going to follow up with you a little bit with a little bit of that research that uh, Gralnick and her colleagues yes. uh, put forth. And you've mentioned it already, but then I'm going to see if I can ask you maybe for an example or two from Ooh, okay. your experiences. So the research talks about four specific things that if we as adults will practice, our mm -hmm. children will be more likely to internalize and be able to begin to self-regulate. Okay. 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 So one of the uh, points is the environment. What's something in your environment that you could change that would help your child to regulate better? Is there something that you may have done in the past? Oh, turn, turn off the TV. I was okay. oh, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I was say that's something in my environment that affects yes. my regulation and my child's. Is Thank when you. There's the extra sound, right? The TV sometimes yeah. is turn a part off of the our noise. environment. Yeah. Wherever, whatever the noise is coming from. Yes. Mm -hmm. Turn off the, what is it? Turn off the radio so I can see better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're in the car. And I'm in the car. The radio I'm off so in you the can car. see. <laughs> okay, here's another one. Warmth. How do you show maybe additional warmth in the heat of the moment when you both may be feeling dysregulated? What is a way or a strategy you can show warmth? Okay, so I um, really sometimes make it a practice to think about my hands being down at my side or, mm. or my palms being up so that it's a subtle, a subtle cue of I'm open to what you're saying. Oh. I embrace what you're saying. So my arms might it. be down a little bit apart. My palms might be up and I may be inside going, oh my goodness, I cannot believe what they're saying. But my palms and my arms are open to say, I'm open to warm conversation with you. How about that? Mm. Thank you. That is really I good. love that. That's so funny you mentioned your hands because mine is like, okay, driver's ed teachers of the world don't listen because <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the car again. But I will literally sometimes reach back like reach back to my daughter's seat um, and just hold her hand. Mm. Like, I can't, I can't think I can't talk to you. Like mm -hmm. I can tell you're having a hard time. And I yes. like, and just for a minute, 
and that's what I can offer. And, you know, not always in the car. Sometimes yes. it's just like you're having a hard time and I offer to hold your hand yes. um, or to help you up. Or oh, I love that. Um, yep. So just like a little physical touch sometimes is how yep. I offer that extra warmth. Yes. Love those explanations. Okay. <laughs> Here's another one. Okay. Involvement. Ooh. Again, we're looking at the research tells us these mm -hmm. things, these things I'm pointing out here, if we do these with our children, more likely they are to be able to regulate and internally mm -hmm. regulate. So involvement, how do you get more involved or what can you do that allows them to be involved? I was a Girl Scout troop leader for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I think that gave me plenty of opportunity to model self-regulation to the girls yes. <laughs> when there were all 12 of the little, the little brownies around selling cookies, yes. right? Yeah. I, I think that just that show you mm. when you're involved with their activities and things they like to do, you're, you're just modeling how to self-regulate when the tower falls down and knocks mm. your, you know, broken toe. Right. Yeah. Or yes. Whatever it is. Whatever. It is. Um, See, and I didn't even think like involvement in activities, like, yeah, like being your kids' coach or whatever. Um, I immediately was just like being involved in the routines of the day of we're a part, you know, even just like the transportation of yes. we get you to and from or yes. um, helping you get dressed, like help making sure you brush your teeth. I think I see the involvement in those kinds of daily things or even kind of the rituals of like bedtime, right. real time. Right. Um, and just sometimes just being physically a part of that. Cause that's a big, yes. those are big parts of my kids' day while they're little. Mackenzie, you bring up such a good point. And that is that you might not have thought of that because of where your children are developmentally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lori's kids are older. And so her life experiences reminded her of those times as a, a leader. Mm -hmm. And then your children are still needing the kind of care and support that you provide mm -hmm. daily, which might be more those at-home kinds mm -hmm. of needs. Yeah. And so thank you for reminding us that all of these things are dependent upon where our children are at developmentally, right? Mm -hmm. And then the last one, and this one's really, um, I think... Easy to say, but hard to specify because we okay. think we, we're doing it all the time. But caring, let's say this, when we're in the midst of something that is really difficult, like a big emotion, mm -hmm. it might be really difficult to show additional caring. But that's when our kids need it the mm -hmm. most. Mm -hmm. Because we don't want to leave them feeling like, I don't like you as a person. Yes. Yes. I may not like the behavior that I see right now. I may not like the words you chose right now. Yes. But I like you as a child of mine. What additional caring support could you show mm -hmm. when, when you need to? I have one. Okay. Uh, I would say like... Empathy and validation of the reason mm. my child is doing something. And so, you know, I talk all about hitting. <laughs> That's still happening, by the way. <laughs> um, but help, like understanding, like, you were wanting my attention. Mm. You were wanting to be playful. You want that back. You're mad, mm -hmm. right? And so 
whether it's hitting or something else, but like validating and being like, you know, it is really hard. My daughter's real into fairness right now. You know what? You're right. It's not fair that I always get to choose. Mm-hmm. It's not fair that I always choose which direction the car goes. That is unfair. Um, <laughs> but validating that, like, you're right. Um, and that their reasoning can be, yes. um, yeah, is valid, even if the behavior is not acceptable. Yes. So that's one way I feel like showing caring in the midst of it. I is okay. So I was thinking, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking of uh sporting events when children maybe are on the losing end or they didn't get Mm. the spot that they wanted they didn't get to play as much they didn't um and you as the parent recognize that mm, you know you you heard their attitude on the bench or you heard Mm. the you know, you saw that they were really struggling and the shots weren't going in and so they were replaced. And so that whole idea of caring a little extra, you know, even when it, you know, is totally valid. Yeah. Uh, you know, they missed curfew and mm. yes, they just, they're, Error. Just <laughs> yeah, fair, right? They just <laughs> lost these privileges. And so- mm-hmm you know what, um, I'm going to show I care a little bit more by, you want to play a card game? I know you're, I know you're, you know, in lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> let's play, let's play cards. Yes. Yeah. Just, and I think kind of the theme of like, sometimes we just got to show up yeah. like in these moments with them. Yep. And that's the caring. That's the involvement that like, that's all of them is just showing up is I think so powerful for our kids. Yes. Yes. That was a, that was such a good way to describe that, just showing up. And so really what we know is that when those young people know what our values are, they're watching the behaviors that we as adults model. And then you know what happens? They see that as a way for them to respond going forward. Yes. Yes. So I love the ideas that you gave. And I think it just helps us see that we are, we have to take responsibility first. And it was like what we talked about in last season, or maybe the temperament seasons when we (laughs) said, (laughs) yeah, if we're going to look at why their temperament is the way they are. Mm -hmm. Okay. Genetically, they're from us. (laughs) Right. Let's grab a mirror. (laughs) We have to be able to uh, look back and say, okay, yes. what -hmm. part do I play in this? And in Mm -hmm. terms of regulation, uh, we can play a huge role and it can be really positive. You've, you've pointed that out. You talk about how you can reframe uh, the way we express ourselves so that kids see things as positive rather than negative. And so I'm going to be enjoying seeing what you know, next, uh, our next topic will be because again, regulation is this huge topic and I know there's just Mm -hmm. more to unpack. So, uh, thanks for letting me be part of this, uh, this session and we'll look forward to what's coming up. Yes. Barb. Thanks so much, Barb. I'll say that was fun. That was kind of fun. We talk, we never know when they're coming in. Like, yeah, we don't. We literally don't know what they're going to say. No, we but don't. yeah, that was kind of a fun thing. We, we do often try to say, well, you know, you could say this uh-huh. when you do that stop, breathe, talk. And, and every they, once in a while, they'll do it. But yes, no, not oftentimes, even once a season. Uh, oftentimes they do their own thing. 
Yeah. And so, but yeah, that was fun, Barb. Thank you. And it's a nice way to kind of wrap up thinking about this idea of how we as the adults must regulate first. Yes. Um, You know, understanding that regulation, you know, we learned last episode that it's really about aligning our behavior or controlling ourselves um, across our behavior and our emotion and our cognition Mm -hmm. in a way that makes sense for the context or the situation, um, yes. particularly with our kids. And so we do that with our modeling, whether that's intentional or not. Right. Um, and we impact each other. So we have a lot of opportunity and responsibility as parents yes. when it comes to regulation. We do. Well, thanks for joining us this week on the Science of Parenting podcast. And remember to check out our blog posts written by our teammate, Barb Dunn Swanson, yes. uh, that go along with each episode on the scienceofparenting.org. Yes. Please do come along with us as we tackle the ups and downs, the ins and outs, and the research and reality all around the science of parenting. The Science of Parenting is hosted by Lori Kothals and Mackenzie Johnson, produced by Mackenzie DeYoung, with research and writing by Barbara Dunn-Swanson. Send in questions and comments to parenting at iastate.edu and connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. This institution is an equal opportunity provider. For the full non-discrimination statement or accommodation inquiries, go to www.extension.iastate.edu slash diversity slash ext.